You're listening to oneofus.net. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. So, would you guys consider this the ultimate B movie? Fuck you. Mm, fuck you. <laughs> well, all right. And uh, that was it for the review for The Beekeeper. And, good night. Uh, good night. And uh, no, 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 God no. bless. I uh, think we should delve into the, the deep, intricate part of The lore of The yeah. Beekeeper. The, the lore around, of The Beekeeper. Yeah, the buzz around this movie. The uh, buzz around this movie has oh, been okay. heavy. You know, this is also the most, like, bee puns than the movie even had. Did y'all stick around for the stinger? <sighs> I fucking hate this already. Anyway. Oh, humana, 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 humana. I don't actually think there is a stinger. But I don't think there is, yeah. Credit to uh, yeah, Mike, so the like, editor, yeah. who <laughs> made that joke. <laughs> that I just thefted. Uh, yeah, we're talking about the beekeeper, the new Jason Statham joint, uh, or actually David Ayer joint. David Ayer? Jason da- Statham. David Ayer, who, you know, did the Suicide Squad, or Suicide, wait, Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad, and Fury, Fury and, and Watch, and the Watch, Training Day, and uh, Fast and Furious. Uh, yeah, in the same he, year, he, the first uh, Fast and Furious. Yeah, I didn't yeah. in the same he year. That, yeah. He he rose. Uh, if there is a Latin like the gangster in a film, you could check and you'll probably see his name. And I'm the surprised <laughs> that there's not one in this. No, no, no. It must have taken him everything. Oh my god, he, the he studio was, was like too much. Too much. Yeah. Uh, but yes, we're talking about the beekeeper. only white people in this movie, except for Felicia Rashad. And her daughter. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, with me to talk about it today, I have uh, you. Oh, uh, am I supposed to introduce myself? Yeah, do I that. don't do these shows. All right. All right. I'm Eric Samaniego, co-host with Wright of Trash in the Can and uh, Here Against My Will. But uh, I did watch the movie with him because he offered to pay for dinner. <laughs> and uh, I'm... Is it about midnight? Right it's, it's midnight. It's literally right. midnight. So uh, this is a late night show. So, uh, after hours, if you're listening to this, take your pants off. And I have Nathan Flynn, credited screenwriter on The Beekeeper. Oh, my God. Help us all. Oh. So, this... Okay, let's... let's try, and I I'm, hope you got your deal with the WGA. <laughs> I mean, I'm waiting for the check. <laughs> and I'm right. So, okay. <laughs> and I'm right. Whatever. Right, right, whatever. So, okay. Nobody the, cares. The Beekeeper. So... You're often wrong. Uh... Often, uh, according to CJ so, Stevenson, pretty wrong. <laughs> uh, Felicia Rashad, uh, she owns a house in the middle of nowhere, and Jason Statham is her just neighborly beekeeper guy. Well, so he's renting a space from her, like he in a big rents barn. a farm, yeah, yeah, in a barn. Barn, barn. And so she has a farm. It originally was going to be a mansion in my first draft. Oh, but, shut you know, the fuck it up! Is, it is great to finally have a writer on the show. Yeah, <laughs> is involved in the film. Well, it was. So and the, the tireless process. And the part was originally played by Bill Cosby, I assume, <laughs> instead of Felicia Rashad. 
I like the bunny. <laughs> oh wait, oh wait, I mean, do that again. No, I'm good. That, I don't, no, no, I don't get it. that involved in that process. Uh-huh. All I knew yes. was, um, I was like first like uh, ant keeper. No, no, bee keeper. Right. Okay. There's already you an see, ant movie. This it's past the bees. Year. Oh no, it's the yeah. bees. <laughs> okay, but yeah. So anyway. I wasn't sure if this was going to be set in the quantum realm or what realm. Or, okay, you know. okay, okay. So okay. uh, Ant Man. Yeah. yeah, the kids are loving those. So, yeah. Okay, realms. so uh, but she's all the quantum mania. It, she's clearly start- retired, like. Uh, older lady, older lady. Yeah. sweet and it, it's i think partly trading on felicia rashad culturally being beloved right as yes. you know and Mrs. she's Huxtable. and she's taking care of jason statham which we already have this kind of notion as an audience that that jason statham was like well he's obviously an ultimate badass but why is he a beekeeper right, we don't know yet he couldn't a play a normal person he can't play a normal life. person yeah and uh and the movie starts very quickly where She's on her computer. Well, it starts with hieroglyphics of bees and beekeeping. Wh- and then oh, oh, the Pentagon. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. Felicia Rashad. Yeah. There's a lot of imagery that's trying to in tell us something credits, in the yeah. opening credits. Yeah. And honestly, I, I want to read was, the literature. I, I, oh, yeah. I, was, I seriously was thinking of Midsummer. I was like, D- are they showing me the whole movie right now in this opening credit sequence? And it was like, should oh, the I way really... the, the Mission Impossible movies do? Yeah. yeah. I was like, should I really be paying attention? I'm like, no, not really. And the TV show. So, okay. So immediately, Felicia Rashad's character Eloise, I think her name, she is immediately hacked by some scam company. Right, she gets a pop up on her computer, and she calls a number and is like, "Can you help me out?" And this like bullshit sleazy sales guy, which I felt very attacked. Looks like Ben Shapiro. Yeah, a little bit. Fuck Ben Shapiro. Yeah, <laughs> I think I, I'm comfortable saying like the official stance of the one of us. Oh, network. Yeah. Well, that Fuck was ben a Shapiro. big thing in my screenplay. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the guy plays the sister's uh, hot, but she's also terrible. Mickey Gar- uh, Garrett uh, Garnett, uh, played by uh, David Witz, uh, he scams her out of all of her money, and, and it's, it's at like a, a bullpen. Of uh, yeah, it looks like, like this pe- is how it's done, people. It's yeah. basically boiler room. Yeah, exactly, yeah, for sure. And, and but what was weird to me was that while this is happening, uh, it's playing like boom, 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 like club music. Oh yeah, and yeah. like anybody that's worked in an office or a call center is like that wouldn't be happening. That, well, that can't that can't because like I can't hear anything. Right, exactly. And all doing? the crazy As lights. Like, right, a fan of like trashy aggro men like screaming at each other and saying like, oh, you need to put this many fucking sales in." And like, yeah, yeah. I, I was a big fan of that scene that I wrote. Oh no, <laughs> I, I I'm a big fan of gay porn too. Uh, and uh, no, oh my I God. no, I, I okay. did like it. I, I I thought it was really funny, and I think it set the tone for the movie being self aware and comical, but right. not. Overly so, but, yeah. But so, like, it wasn't naked gun, but it was like winking a little. Yeah, there's uh, a, a little winky here and there. A thin line that the beekeeper walks. Okay, well, so <laughs> Eloise, Honey. Uh, all of her money is taken, <laughs> and uh, she takes drastic measures immediately right afterwards. And this is not necessarily spoiling anything because it's it's seriously the first like five minutes of the movie. I feel like it's in the trailer. Right? It's in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. she kills herself. And because also she lost like two million. Blows her brains up because they steal money from a charity. She's and they shouldn't of. have done that. And they shouldn't have done that because yeah. as soon as shame, Jason shame. Statham finds out about this and sees this because he was supposed to come over for dinner that night. Oh, he, right. She uh, invited he, him to dinner. Yeah. yeah and her daughter, who's uh, in the FBI, like catches him in the act like or just there. Convenient. Conveniently. He shows and, up. There's uh, no lights I'm on. Sorry, he knocks on the door. Yeah. Yeah. And like walks in and he has a knife he grabs a knife from the kitchen because he knows something he has a smoke alarm alarm oh that's right he's like i must enter this place 
I got a jaw, honey, I got to deliver for you. He really wrote the hell out of this. Yeah. So, of course, Jason Statham goes on a murderous rampage of revenge to make sure that no other elderly person is ever going to get scammed ever it's like again. stealing from a child. Right. He does say Except that. Except it's worse. But, but, but no one cares about them. Well, that's yeah. the thing. is like when a child which, is hurt, a par- they have parents. Yeah. Right. That's old, right. You got nobody. Right. Oh, my God. It's great. Yeah. So, great yeah. dialogue that I wrote. <laughs> so he you know, goes. Pulitzer. He goes uh, again on this rampage uh, to figure out who's behind this. Mm-hmm. He goes to like the call center, like just demolishes everything, well, destroys the he building. He calls his old contact because we know he's a beekeeper. Yeah. So right, he, right, is, right. he is also a beekeeper. Okay, so that is his hobby. Let, so let's, but also he's from an organization yes. called the beekeeper. So, right, so he an, makes a phone call and we see a call center. Yeah. That's and just they're like, like an what the movie. hell are like, you doing I thought you, I him. thought you were retired. Yeah, it's like it's an analog. It's like John Wickish yeah, uh, yeah. little thing. Like, I need you to look this up. And, uh, Wait, what know, was that? I know you. It's my uh, Damon. Damon. <laughs> I need you to look this up. And uh, it's like, and the FBI hasn't been able to track these people down. Right. And she's like, well, we're not the FBI. Yeah. And then they find them. He comes over to the place, and he's like. I'm going to answer and I'm going to burn this place to the ground. All right. This, yeah. This that's a great all, scene. I love yeah, that scene. It's, yeah. it's pretty fun. And they're just like, what? All right. All right. Because right, he's buddy. in a beat up, beat up old pickup truck. Beat up old pickup truck with two gasoline yeah. things. Cans. And cans. And then, you know, he's like, I'm, I'm going to walk in here. You guys who don't drive. And they're like, just. Gasoline things. And they're just, <laughs> they're like, all right, we're going to count to Bowls? three. And he's like, three, two, one. I did it for you. And then he walks through there. He. Oh. Proceeds That's to so say good. like, "Hey, you shouldn't have done all this to all these old people." Oh, but Your first he walks. Up, he walked. What I loved him walking up to the, 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 the receptionist the, the, yes. in the building once he uh, beats the asses of the uh, like security, the security guards, guards. Yeah, and he's like, "What what floor is the call center on?" And she goes, "Da da da da." She's sort of not paying attention. She goes, "Tell everybody else to leave the building." And he just Jesus keeps Christ, going, you can't do a British accent to save your life. I can't. <laughs> uh, but but the way she looks at him and like he just walks with he. he puts those gas cans down and then picks them up again and I just really love how completely straight he's playing this and the rest of the actors I feel like are playing comedy and he's, I think that's where we're setting the tone fantastic okay so I, I agree agree so there's there's a lot of other people let's get through I, I the do, rest of this I just have to say what? there's a moment <laughs> That what happens in pretty much every movie that I love uh-huh. where the second in command mm-hmm. comes up to the main guy and he's like, he's damaged. He's hurt. He's like, I'm sorry, man. The call center, it went down, man. <laughs> Everything got got blown up. And, and it was just, you know, th- this guy did this. And then Josh Hutcherson in this role yes. turns over all and right. says, you mean to tell me that one guy did all of this? Yeah. It's always and, it's always that, and, and I throw an in, Oscar at the screen. He's fun in this movie. I love him in this. He, movie. He's yeah. a great sleazy bastard. Yeah, and his stepdad yeah. is played by that's well, not a fucking stepdad. yeah. It's his stepdad. It's, well, well no, it's he, he had an affair with his mother or something like that. Yeah, right? and so yeah. she has sworn him to like, hey, protect my son. He's yeah. a former is FBI by director. Jeremy Irons. Mm. Giving it. Jeremy Irons. Just fucking killing it. Not sure. Uh, I mean, he's giving like... He's he's giving the dialogue where it's just like... He's the he's, Michael Nyquist role in the first John Wick. Sure. Like, he gives gravity to everything yeah. that he says, no matter how ridiculous it sounds. It, it, that's true. Those Which is a testament... I it, shall gonna yeah, see. The testament to an actor that he is because he also... I'm obsessed with SVU. He's in two episodes and oh he gives some of the most ridiculous dialogue 
the most dramatic Shakespearean reading. Yeah. And so he's one of those actors that this movie needed to yeah. ground it while everything else does, was sort of silly. He does the Michael Nyquist yeah, yeah, yeah. from John Wiggins. But like, they don't... like, you don't understand. It's a beekeeper. And you fucked with the beekeeper. Yeah, it's like, fucked I with the hive. You fucked with the hive. You fucked with the hive. So, of course, Jason Statham just goes on a <laughs> oh, god... You fucked with the hive. Oh, my God. He goes on a goddamn rampage and just, you know, murders everybody. Now, this is a rated R movie, which I was actually kind of delighted by because I was not really wanting a PG-13. I also must say it goes all the way to the top. It, oh, yeah. It goes all the way. It does go all it, the it way does to the go top. All, which was, I, okay, I will give, okay, this this movie is, sorry, again, a B movie. Well written. It, eh, it, I mean, it's, it's well-ish written I enough. I think it knows what it is. I don't know if it knows exactly what it well, is. Well, that's what I was going Because for. here's the thing. I don't <laughs> think, it, like, I actually kind of like the script, but I hated the direction. Like, I, I think David Ayer has okay. just lost his way, and I think he's just kind of a bullshit See, I, director. I think this is the best work he's done, period. Well, oh, so what Jesus do you, what do you think doesn't work about the direction? I don't think he knew how to film, quite honestly, some of the comedy. Because it was funny. Like, our audience was dying laughing. Oh, yeah. It, that's quite the thing. A bit. I had a good time watching I had a good movie. time. But I wanted more he from the movie. Of... I wanted more towards, like, okay, why don't you be a little bit more, like, apparent with what you're trying well, to do here? And that's something I think we disagree on, because I know when okay. we were talking about it, it was like... This movie could be the naked gun in mm. which the actors are playing it straight, but mm. things are absurd around them. But I kind of liked that the movie had me asking, wait, is this sometimes I'd stop and think, is this a comedy? And then yeah, otherwise that's... I'd go and then sometimes I'd be like, no, but I feel like it was intentionally a comedy because like by the time we got to the end where we had the mercenaries that were like straight up video game characters oh, yeah. with sure, their certain yeah. looks and everything, like Or even I, like the 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 absurd like right hand like bad guy man at the very oh, end yeah. who was like was he scottish or south african or, or martian yeah like i, I could not I could, uh, it's know like what listening his accent to any was. of us do an impression oh i think it so, would all be racist uh yeah everybody <laughs> do your best bill cosby anyways <laughs> um no no like i say this jokingly but i actually do mean it mm -hmm. um the beekeeper does walk a very nice tightrope line where i get annoyed when movies like this are so in on the joke where it's like oh sure. yeah he's the beekeeper blah 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 we're gonna do right. a, a line about honey and where all this where they're winking yeah I actually, like, I felt the loss of Felicia Rashad. I know that it's just, like, yeah. she's just Felicia Rashad, and that's just, you're just supposed to be like, oh, yeah, he definitely had a relationship with them. But, like, I felt that he cared about her. I felt uh, the insidious nature of the organization that he was taking down, and I wanted them to die. Uh, David Ayer is not necessarily a director that I uh, love, Mm -hmm. Um, I recently, and by recently, I mean 24 hours ago, watched his most recent masterwork, The Tax Collector, which, uh, oh, really, Shia LaBeouf, oh, which right, right, kind of right. has all of the hallmarks of him. Uh, mm -hmm. fascination with Latin gangsters, not present in this. Yeah. Um, weird partnership with a method actor who goes so hard into method acting that it actually gets annoying. Not present in this. Yeah. And then his biggest hallmark as a director since the movie Sabotage is bad editing, which I didn't think that I, I mean, I, you can say, Hey, maybe this movie isn't like fucking whiplash to where it's like edited like a razor sure. wire. Right. But in 
tax collector, I'm just like, where did we just go? Where are we at? What's going on over well, here? That, that's the thing too. What I, I'm talking about with David Ayer being the director is like, I, I've seen a lot of his films and I, I didn't see him in this. It's like, I, I felt like it was very just like, let's just get it over with. Like, Had a, you a told payday. me this was directed by Antoine Fuqua. I would have believed it. And I, I wouldn't have because it would have been directed better. I agree, but also I'm saying this because we a, just watched all the Equalizers and of good movies. Oh, the Equalizers! I'd not seen them before at all, and those are some of my favorite fucking this movies. Is, this is a side tangent. And you, you know who's a big fan of the Equalizer movies is uh, Paul Giamatti. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Saw, I did you that, that Mark Maron podcast, yeah, yeah, all that, he, where it's like he, he th- and they are he, so everything he satisfying. says. It's just yeah, they are satisfying because yeah. it gives you that right. Yeah, I and remember that's, the, those, that's definitely a difference. His movies, despite the fact that there is so many fantastical elements, right? I take it like seriously, like Bible seriously, yeah, like because it's the text of Denzel movie, Washington, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because you have a Shakespearean well, actor, Denzel, but with these Denzel movies, Washington. If anybody else gave the performance that Denzel Washington gave in the three Equalizer movies as the lead performance, if that was just their first time acting, we'd be like, "Holy shit, best actor!" Like it's yeah. just it's a lock, right? Uh, well, but, I mean, sure. I'd love to see those movies with Walter Matthau. But I, <laughs> I will <laughs> say, I I did. Uh, this is such a tangent, and you can cut this out, right? I'm not going to cut it out. So well, just, okay. Uh, I remember sitting down watching The Equalizer 3 with a fellow one of us uh, member, Aaron, and we're watching it. And there's just a scene where Denzel's eating spaghetti and he puts it in his mouth. And I just turned to him and I said, this is a fucking movie star right here. This dude's fucking incredible. But yeah, those movies rule. I'm just saying Antoine Fuqua is a step in the right direction for David Ayer versus. Right. This movie feels like it has camp. The it, equalizer is not camp at all. They're, they're not camp, but uh, but the thing is, like, there are there are definitely elements in the film that I think can lend itself to a really fun, fun, fun B movie. It's just it, it doesn't seem like it goes all the way, and that's what I think that was my argument about how uh, it, it it didn't feel like it was uh, going like full camp or, mm. or or like doing like a naked gun thing. I'm not saying like do full on parody or anything, right. but it just like the, the act, the, the directing I thought was just really bland in the end. Like it wasn't like that flair at all, except for just, I think there's a portion about three quarters of the way through where it gets a little too invested in its own bullshit. It never fully buys in on its own bullshit, which I will give this movie so much credit for. Mm, sure. Because I'm currently rewatching the Kingsman movies. First movie I love. Second movie is horrible. And the King's man is damn near unwatchable because it buys in so much on its own bullshit. It's like, yeah, we care so much about the lore of the King's man. There's no level of this movie where it's just like, Oh, Hey, you care so much about the beekeeper. It gives you enough to where you're just like, Oh, this is an organization. It's it's funny. Like I remember uh, like through the movie, (laughs) I remember at one point I was thinking, it's like, is Jason Statham in the movie? Like, cause it felt like, it was focusing on so many other side characters. Like there's the daughter of uh, Felicia Rashad, who's the, like basically the second or almost the main character, really. She, uh, I, I'm, and I her have FBI no partner. issues with her as an actress. No, I think mm. that performance and that character is the biggest failing of this movie. It's she, it's very weird and off. She's in a way. the way she's been directed to perform that character is very put on. And it feels like a Saturday morning character. It's, it doesn't feel like it's it belongs also, in the It's also, it's one of, of those, movie. it's like, okay, so what's your motivation? And even at some point, it's like, 
Jason Statham's like, what side are you working for? And well, she's just like, um, I don't know. Like, uh, what's well, my character? Even to like towards the the, the very end, yeah, you're she's just like, got like wait, Russian what? goons next to her. I, I, and do, shit. I don't know. Like, like she didn't the, get much to do. Yeah, and, and that's, that's the biggest thing is yeah. like I I she, would she, actually she, argue less. She had a lot to do, but also well, she didn't it, deliver. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that she didn't deliver. I would say that the script that I wrote uh, didn't deliver on her character. Um, yeah, that's the thing. She's doing the best she can with what she's been given, but it's so facile and uh, single, like uh, single demented. Yeah, what it, it reminds like, me of- even like when uh, after uh, uh, Felicia Rashad dies. Uh, like the the scene after uh, that where she's like wake grieving, up, and... but like she's like you know hung over and drunk. It's like, oh my god, well, they're trying to do like a hard boiled yeah, kind of so thing. Things, we recognize what that really looks like, and yeah. that looks fake. It looks fake. Like it just it, it she just wasn't that believable. And her little sidekick guy, yeah, they who I, I enjoy and I understood and why like, he was there. Yeah. He was fine, but yeah. he didn't add enough texture for what he was there it just, for. It was interesting to me that. All these other side characters, oddly enough, even with like it focused a lot on Josh Hutcherson and then uh, and Jeremy Irons. And it felt like for some reason that they were all trying to catch up with Jason Statham, where his character was in it oddly seldomly for some reason. He was like a shark in Jaws. Yeah, exactly. I never fully. I mean, I I get what you're saying. I I never felt a lack of Statham. I actually think this is like of the movies that he has put out. Presence was always there because yeah. they're always talking about. But as him. a character, he was yeah, not. He it, was he's not in it actually a lot. I I loved any moment where you just have like you know, there's a scene where a bunch of like FBI guys are like trying to be like, all right, so we've labeled off all the locations of where he could strike and all that, and he comes up and he's like, all right, I don't think he's gonna strike through that because I'm him and I'm right here and uh you know and, and just. I did love that stuff. Yeah, that was so He would great. show up. And like there was one where we have the, the big bad, basically, call center. Yeah. And, and they get a big rousing speech and everybody's applauding. And, and they, see, and they scan the, the crowd. And like and he's there doing that. Uh-huh. And the guy next to him looks at a flyer he has. Like, if this you see this man, call security. <laughs> and then he gets knocked out. That was really fun. Also, how satisfying is it every time? I'm, I mean, I get spam calls all the time. But just sure. to see him slam a spam caller to death with their own phone with a cord, which they probably wouldn't have. Yeah. I mean, right now I've been spam callers. So well, we yeah. have, yeah. I'm not totally against Again, it. Again, I, 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 I felt attacked a little All bit. All right, you're next. <laughs> so, But, it, yeah, the whole thing with uh, just... All of that happening where he pops up. It's like a superhero movie because it isn't until he's fighting one of the big goons. And that's the thing is he never kills anyone that's in the FBI or part of the government. Yeah. And he kills the mercenaries at the end. And there's that one. It's the first time he gets injured for the whole movie. It's like he's Superman. Yeah. I mean, they, they set it up well enough. Uh, oh, I mean, I they say, oh, oh, yeah, he had killed a beekeeper and he got lucky. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, but, he's just untouched for the whole movie, which I kind of liked because it became a, like, I don't have to invest in pretending, oh, no, is he okay? Yeah. I, I, I mean, these films, the Equalizer films and Beekeeper, are all Friday the 13th movies. You well, just want to see him do creative kills. I could totally, argue. Totally. In a way, I, yeah. I could argue the third one is a little different, but. Uh, Equalizer? Yeah, yeah. Oh, but, he's the angel of death in that film. Okay. Let's I go. mean, Orson Bean from that film did die. He was hit by a car in his 90s. Uh, the let's, actor. Let's Beloved. Go to, let's actor. go to final thoughts. Nathan, why don't you start us off? Um, This is like a January masterpiece. Jesus fucking Christ. 
Like if are you if talking about January sixth? Uh, son of a bitch. <laughs> there were no beekeepers there. <laughs> if, that day. Hey, let's say this. If, if they were there, if there was a beekeeper that day, it that, wouldn't, that, wouldn't have gone happened. down. That wouldn't, have, it wouldn't have gone down that way. Jason Statham, where no. were you on J- January sixth? Where's Jan- your allegiance? January. <laughs> January 6th. You could have made America great again, Jason Statham. For the first time. A lot of beekeepers were upset about how that It wouldn't out. happen on my watch. <laughs> Anyways. No. It's um, my hive. It's beautiful hive. We, <laughs> listeners of the podcast, if you are still on right now. We all, Jimmy and Carl off the road from laughter. <laughs> we, we all know the month of January. It's a dump month. This is where you get your garbage crime movies. It's where you get your spec op movies. This is where you get movies where either Chris Pratt or Mark Wahlberg, who's made a better career of it than Chris Pratt, uh, wear a tactical jacket and then shoot some people of unknown ethnicities. This is where Liam Neeson drives a car and says, like, I swear to you, I'm not trying to do this. And, you know, this is where Jason Statham uh, tends to be. I want to do that. And this is uh, as good of a January movie as you could ask for. This has got all the fun elements that you would want out of this kind of movie. If the idea of Jason Statham playing a beekeeper, who they wronged, they shot his bees. They shouldn't have done that. They should not have done that. And guess what? Are they going to get beekeeped? Yeah, they will. Um, this be is, kept. Be kept. This is a fun movie. This is just a really fun, good time at the theater. This is not one that we got a screening for. Uh-huh. I had to pay out of pocket to see this movie. We had to pay. We had to pay to see this movie. I don't regret spending a single dime. This was the best way to open up my Friday um, before I worked a shift and then got drunk with you degenerates. But yes, uh, final thoughts. This is seven and a half. No, no, no. We'll just go with seven. This is seven um, queen killers. Out of 10. God, I hate everything. Eric, what are your final thoughts? So I'm going to say, like, I've never really been a big action movie guy. And I thought I wasn't an action movie guy. But the thing is, there was there's a kind of action movie that I was raised on that was self-serious that turned me off. And in this day and age, I feel like we have action movies that have a self-awareness. And if not fully tongue-in-cheek, maybe tongue-in... Roof of mouth, whatever. Yeah. Like just where it's a little bit of, look, we understand. You all understand the tropes. It's a little silly, but we're here for that. And that's what you should be here for, too. Right. And that's what I appreciated about this movie. Like the fact that I sat down and we were next to we were uh, sitting next to two people that were with us. Yeah. But were like right against us, even though the theater wasn't sold out. Right. Right. And they were laughing at the same stuff we were laughing at. Yeah. I heard them even whispering a little bit to themselves, which yeah. I found charming, which normally I'd be annoyed by. But I found it charming for this movie. And the entire audience we were with was on the same page. Right. And so I walked out of this enjoying it, understanding what it's supposed to be, that the movie understood its assignment. And uh, honestly, I would give it to, uh, I mean... Um, Nine out of ten poos. Winnie. Nine? Yeah, Winnie. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because wow. I, I had a great time last time wow, wow. watching it. I was a little drunk, and, <laughs> uh, I, and I will say I hadn't seen an action movie on the big screen in a minute. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's got good action. It's, it, I think it's well choreographed. Yeah, it's one of those where, I, you know, you'll 
it makes or breaks an action movie yeah. if you and, can't see what the fuck is going on. And somebody like Jason uh, has done this, and he knows what to do. So it feels like he is probably leading the direction and choreography. Fifty-six years old. Wow. Like, watching him do what he did. I had diarrhea. So I can't imagine <laughs> doing that at that age because I can barely sit without my um, special pillow. <laughs> So I, I, for an action movie like this type, I, I wanted a little bit more, uh, like, look more ridiculous set pieces because I, I honestly thought, like, I agree with you both. Like, it, it is a fun, goofy, stupid time where better you know, than as, the Meg too. Jesus, yeah, it really is. I resent uh, you calling it stupid. I have a screenwriting credit on this. You should support me as a friend. Yeah, you should say the Sorry, R word. I can't. <laughs> God, I. Uh, but uh, very well steeped in the mythology of beekeeping. Right, but uh. It's like, um, and the, by our word, I mean writer's credit. Uh huh. Um, but I, uh, I didn't think that the the action actually was that well shot or choreographed because it felt very much like anything else that I've seen before. It's just like I wanted more set pieces that, uh, that like action set pieces. Like, uh, it's in the trailer, so I'm not spoiling anything. Where the what the like the lower level uh, guy from the the call center who is uh, the the main guy the first thing, and uh, he ties him up and it oh, drives yeah, him off the fucking bridge. Like I wanted more of that shit That's because fair. I remembered from like you know the Equalizer where mm. all the action pieces were very uh, like astounding or even like the John Wick shit was like there is something like they're doing something different for every single action piece mm -hmm. where like the over the head shot in like John Wick 4 where it's just well, like this is a hamburger John Wick is a steak well sure well, in those movies uh, Equalizer and John Wick those feel like the Rube Goldberg machines of action sequences right, where like right. I'm taking a shot glass and cutting somebody's eye out like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. different this is more like and, and average. It's, it's very average with the action. So it didn't really grab my attention that much with the action part, part of it, which this is a fucking action movie. And I mean, so I it had didn't, a couple parts where, you know, and that really it didn't really grab me that much, which that's where I, I wanted more from it because I did enjoy it. It's not like I hated it or anything. Or I think it's like a terrible movie. Like, I understand. Again, like you said, like I understand. I think that they understood the assignment for the most part. Again, I think David Ayer is not the the best director for this. I think it could have been someone else that just wanted more stunt choreography and like do something different with like the ridiculous premise that it's a guy who's a beekeeper and uh, he's like he's a part of the beekeeper society where they fucking kill people and like okay, fine, and it just didn't go the lengths that I wanted it to. I, like that's the thing with a movie like this. The fact that I wanted more from it for how dumb it was, I think that's still a good thing. I just, again, I wanted more. So I want to give it like yeah, totally fair. six and a half out of ten um, jars of honey. I couldn't think of anything else. I'm sorry, guys. Wow, I think I'm we glad we waited. I think we all agree that this is the best movie of 2024 so far. Mean Girls is that. Oh, shit. Really? Oh, yeah, man. It's not, it's not bad gonna get smoked in the box office oh my god yeah, like I a bee so. yeah bees are famously smoked. smoke it out smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Bzz.